Prosopagnosia, the inability to recognize faces, occurs in up to 2% of the population. Most people struggle with it alone, unaware it even has a name. The stories in this podcast can be painful and hilarious. Join us for an exploration of the people, science, and realities of this condition. Maybe you have a hard time remembering faces. Come for the stories, stay for the coping techniques. I actually met today's guest in real life long before thinking about starting this podcast. We're friends on Facebook, but neither of us were really aware that the other was face blind until I posted my first episode there. He's a Florida native transplanted to New England uh, with a pretty rough life story behind him. We've talked a lot about that, but this will be our first dive into his prosopagnosia. I hope I said that right this time. Uh, Jesse Milliken, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so before we get too deep into this, it's pretty unusual that you and I actually know each other in real life <laughs> and both happen to be face blind. I mean, you know, 2% of the population. Yeah. But I think there's something even stranger that, uh, two middle-aged white guys share. Uh, <laughs> do you know what it is? Uh, I can't put my finger on it. What could that possibly be? <laughs> <laughs> We both love Kesha. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think you and I have ever talked about why that is or how that happened. Um, you know, like, uh, she really got popular when I was in college and like, I was living with a, um, a bunch of, a bunch of like theater hipsters, uh, who thought it was just the trashiest garbage music they'd ever heard. And so like, I kind of leaned into it ironically. And then after a while I realized it wasn't ironic anymore. <laughs> See, I'm a little different. So, um, I was aware of Kesha with like TikTok and, you know, yeah. what's the Mick Jagger one that got really popular? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, off her first two albums. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, I did pay any attention to her. And I, I yeah. thought, okay, fun songs when they come on the radio, but yeah. not my thing. And um, so I didn't pay any attention to her until uh, the Rainbow album came out. And I don't even. Which is amazing and I love. Amazing. <laughs> and I don't even know how I heard it the first time. But. Yeah. And I don't know what possessed me to say, hmm, I think I'll listen to that whole thing on Spotify rather than just one yeah. song. <laughs> but I did. And I immediately listened to it about 20 times in a row. Yeah. I think uh, uh, a couple of months back, Spotify informed me that I was in the top 1% of Kesha <laughs> listeners. Oh, I got to figure out how to see if we're like neck and neck there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I there is a face blind connection here too, uh, interestingly. So... Um, you know, then I started paying attention to her and I went back and looked at some of the older, uh, albums and, you know, now that I loved her, uh, you know, yeah. I could, I could enjoy those a little bit more. And so I came to my wife last year and I said, uh, Hey honey, uh, this Kesha concert tour is coming to an end and, uh, I haven't seen it yet. It was a rainbow tour. I said, yeah. you know, can, can we go? And there was a show in Minnesota. I had a business meeting in Minnesota. Yeah. And she just said, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so we went and saw her there live, but. Really? Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. But, uh, and it was amazing. But. Yeah. The interesting thing is I realized when she came out on stage, I, I had no idea who this woman was. Like I could yeah. not recognize her at all. Oh, wow. Because she had blonde hair for so long. That was her yeah, public persona. Yeah. And when she changed that and I started seeing these videos with her as a, as a brunette, 
Yeah. It completely changed her face. And even yeah. to this day, when I see like her on TV or, you know, a video somewhere, you know what really gets it to, for me is, and nobody can see this, but when she raises her hand, she's got, um, you know, an eye tattoo on the palm yeah. of each hand. That's how I know it's Kesha. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, she changes her face and looks so much. Yeah, yeah. I can't keep up with it. <laughs> uh, so who? Nobody would have guessed that. Um, we, you know, we're going to start off this <laughs> podcast talking about Kesha. All right. Um, I know a little bit of your story, and it's a pretty rough tale. I mean, it's a podcast series unto itself, <laughs> in a way. You know, like if you went through yeah. your whole history, um, and I um, had the pleasure of listening to you tell this story at length in another venue, but could you tell us a little bit before we get into prosopagnosia, um, you know, your story going back to a child in Florida? Uh, I mean, like the, the most condensed version of it I can give, uh, is that, you know, my parents were drug addicts. They were in prison. Most of my life I got tossed around between, uh, like a variety of like extended relatives and state care um, and part of like, I'm, I'm, uh, I was thinking about it, you know, cause I looked over, you know, like the list of questions and I was trying to think about, you know, how I would, uh, answer them. And I realized, you know, I think part of my face blindness might, ha- might be like developmental, might be acquired as opposed to, um, something I was born with because I, uh, was never with the same people very long. Right. So I never had an opportunity to like like imprint on like someone's face because I was you know, moving between households so much. These were foster households. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so H- how many would you guess that you lived in? More than four or five. Uh, like it's, it's hard to, it, 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 it's hard to say also, because like I have a really bad memory, <laughs> which I also think is, you know, linked to that. Like I can barely remember anything before I was like, 12 or 13 mm. like i've only got like flashes and like i've something i've been using my covid time with is i've actually been um going back uh, and trying to get as many of my like early childhood records as i can like medical records school records uh anything from the state to try and like piece together my own personal history because i don't know any of it and i've had limited success with that but that's what i've been spending a lot of my time with lately so what was it like if you can, like, what can you recall? Can, can, maybe can you think of like one family that you do remember moving in with? Um, are you saying that you think you recognize them pretty quickly and maybe this was uh, like a trauma to the head at some point that? No, no, it's, it's, it's that uh, I think it was just like, because it was, you know, a very young age. I mean, like I, I was moving around like before I was before I was school age, like before, under five, I just think that like I saw so many faces in a short period of time that I would never see again. Mm. That like like the part of my development that said, okay, remember faces, just didn't get turned on because they were never. Be- I was never being re-exposed to them. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because most kids, you know, up to a certain age, an early age like five, really only encounter maybe a dozen people tops. Exactly. And so you might have been off the charts, you know, could exactly could have been like I was, by that time. At least, yeah. you know, I was, I was seeing, you know, new people, new caregivers, caseworkers, et cetera, 
on you know a weekly basis and i would never see those people ever again oh that's really interesting so it could be so what you're saying and by by acquired most people uh mean that they got hit on the head or they had some sort of yeah. accident and a physical trauma. But this is more like in those really early developmental years. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I've talked about this with uh, a previous in a previous episode. Um, there's this idea of uh, just development in general when you're a young child looking in like a baby, looking in your mother's eyes, that connection that happens activates yeah. the brain in a very specific way. And I think you you might be suggesting that over time, this lack of connection to a smaller group of people may have led to something similar. Exactly. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I'm of course like not a neurologist or anything. I'm just speculating that, that might be a, a possible source. And so, do you feel like you have had face blindness then? Your whole life, or do you ever remember a time where it was easier to recognize faces? I do not. It has been my whole life. I've been had had difficulty with it, and and um, I didn't actually realize it. I, I you know, I've 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 listened to your podcast a bunch, <laughs> uh, and you know, same deal. I did not realize. I, th I thought it was a skill uh, that everyone was on a gradient on, and I was just on the sucky end my whole life until maybe three or four years ago when um, uh, a friend of mine, he, uh, he started like a meetup group for new people to the area. And we would like host like social events for new people moving into the, into the region. Uh, and I could never remember anybody's name. I could never remember anybody's face. I would stare at somebody and greet them as though it was the first time meeting them, even though I had seen them every week for the last, you know, two months and one of my friends pointed out, like, you have a really hard time recognizing people. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not great at it. But I'm like, no, 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 you mean, like, you have a really hard time with it. Something might actually be wrong with you. And that was the first time it had even occurred to me that this was like uh, an actual like dysfunction. I remember when you and I met the first time. And, um, so usually when I'm trying to remember someone, I, I try to take in you know, my first impression of their whole being and try yeah. to layer on some sort of a character, you know, and, and for you, that was pretty easy. It, it actually was a character in this case. <laughs> so I imagined uh, the beast from Beauty and the Beast. Really? Okay. You were like <laughs> this, you know, big guy with this giant beard and long flowing hair. <laughs> and when you turned the hair kind of lifted a little bit, I mean, this yeah. was my impression, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, um, and you, you know, that was something that I, when I saw you again later, I just immediately said, ah, beauty and the beast. And then I'm like, okay, that's Jesse <laughs> Milliken. Right. <laughs> yeah. But since then there's been a little bit of a change. Tiny bit. <laughs> yeah. I lost the, uh, I lost the beard. Uh, maybe I think like six or seven months after we last we, we first saw each other, uh, and the hair is actually a you know a recent uh, you know post pandemic uh, development. So yeah, like and and that, that, that's something else too is that like um, that for me was a way for me to recognize myself in pictures. Right, mm. I had a problem recognizing my own face, 
and like having like the huge like foot and a half long beard and the long hair that was something where i could point to a picture oh that's me that's not that's not a super common thing right uh and you know i had a, I had a job that maybe cut the beard uh and that took a little bit of getting used to but i eventually you know eased into it and then the hair the hair has been gone three or four months now and i still have a hard time looking in the mirror and recognizing that that's oh that's that's you oh wow so, like I'll ca- so that's shocking for you, just in the, yeah. In the morning. I'll, yeah, I'll, or you know, even if I'll be like walking past a mirror and I'll, and I'll catch a glimpse of my reflection, I'll, I'll get I'll get startled thinking there's somebody else like in the house. Oh, this reminds me of another uh, totally unrelated but interesting aside. Um, so I, I think we probably interact the most on Facebook, but yeah. um, I, it seems like about every week or two. You have a picture of your rearview mirror with blue lights <laughs> flashing. Yeah. And uh, I want you to explain what that is, but also I may be totally off base here, but I wonder if, uh, you know, the cops that are pulling you over uh, s- saw the long hair and beard and that might have caused it or if it is just chance and if it's changed since you made this transformation. Well, yeah, I, I've I've gotten pulled over approximately, I think I did the math once, it was... Uh, once every six weeks since I moved to New England. Uh, and out of those, I've gotten like two or three tickets and they were all for like super minor things. Um, and I can't entirely tell if that's changed since the, 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 the like it definitely hasn't changed since the beard went away, but it hasn't, I can't gauge whether the hair going away is a factor just yet on account of like they're not pulling people over right now unless like for it's, unless it's something major so they've mostly oh, could been, be yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i've been I, I so yes i have not been pulled over since i cut it but i'm not a hundred percent sure if that's entirely hair related or just like reducing their contact with the public though if they do i'm super worried about it because uh my uh, driver's license looks absolutely nothing like me. <laughs> it's it is completely unrecognizable. I've I've lost a hundred and twenty pounds and like three feet of hair from each end. <laughs> so it is an entire. It doesn't look like anything like me at all. So I'm 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 a little concerned if that happens again. Yeah. So correlation does not equal causation. And uh, <laughs> just to make that clear for people in the distant future if the world still exists that may hear this podcast, um, we're in the middle of, uh, the pandemic. It's uh, July 12th, uh, of COVID-19, uh, here in 2020. And so, uh, yeah, that's true. Everyone's on lockdown. Uh, you know, probably may well be getting pulled over less because of that. Um, you also are out of work right now because of the pandemic. Uh, but your career is, You've been a, a mechanic, uh, both in, I think, in Florida and here. No, no, that was an entirely a, a, a New England thing. Okay, yeah, um, and I actually, you know, left that shortly before the pandemic started. I started a new job, and it was a it was a very nice eight weeks <laughs> that that lasted. But uh, yeah, no, I've um, I was working as a mechanic uh, maybe three or four months after I moved here, and. Up until about three or four months ago, uh, no, uh, six months ago, and uh, that was something 
also where, uh, you know, the face blindness would come in as a factor because like I, I went through about a lot of big chain shops, but eventually settled the place I liked working the most was this tiny little out of the way shop in the middle of nowhere in a very small town. Uh, and people would come in uh, and they would ta start talking to me as though I knew their cars and knew who they were and what I had done on their car without ever without them introducing themselves. And I would always have to, like, I was a little blunt about it. Like, the way I got past it would be able to be like, I see a lot of cars. I don't know which one is yours. Mm. I, I, I was there for over two years that I was at this, this garage in a town of, like, 8,000 people. So, I saw, you know, the same couple of cars. That's a small time. town. Yeah. And so, you're, yeah. So for someone like if if someone were in Boston and walked into a big shop, I mean maybe they wouldn't expect you to remember them, but I would guess some of these patrons did expect you to. Virtually all of them expected me to know who they were, what kind of car they drove, who their parents were. Like it, it was a very big jump from moving from Tampa. <laughs> were there other um, mechanics in that same role, or, or were you the only one? Oh yeah, no. Like uh, when I say a small shop, there were three of us that worked there, right? So, so how uh, long did it take the other two to notice? What the hell? Jesse doesn't know anybody. <laughs> uh, well, well, they knew I wasn't from around there, and they assumed that was uh, what did it. But I would often like pawn it off to somebody else if they were asking like a lot of questions about something that I just could not remember who they were. <laughs> did they? express to you openly like hey you're bad at that or what's wrong with you or did they just um absorb it yeah weirdly enough like the coworkers didn't notice or mention it it was like the only time where somebody like actually like called me out on it was what like i was telling you with the meetup group yeah so let's dig into that career path a little bit i think you've <laughs> done a lot of different jobs right yeah yeah uh could you walk us through some of those and and the thinking I'm looking at I'm wondering if there's some sort of a through line where <laughs> prosopagnosia among other things may have pushed you away from certain career choices and towards others like I could I mean I could guess that wanting to move to a town of 8000 people and work in a tiny shop might have felt more comfortable than other jobs but it also may have had nothing to do with it. Yeah, uh so you know I've done a lot of different jobs like i've worked in call centers and um uh health insurance uh, i was a car salesman for a little while i was you know i worked as an actor um let's see uh, you know like I, I worked at a bookstore for a while um the uh uh the the auto mechanic stuff was really kind of a I just fell into it. I, I'm, not, I'm not even a car guy. Like I knew very little about actual working on cars when I started that job. Uh, so it wasn't um, like pursuing an interest. But uh, when I when I went to college, um, you know, my, my my dream job growing up is like I, I wanted to be a defense attorney, right? Uh, and so I went to school for criminal justice, uh, and I very quickly learned that. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of uh, it, was, it was like the criminal justice programs are mostly for like aspiring police officers so it wasn't exactly my bag 
so I specialized specifically in forensic science, thinking that would be a little more technical, a little more in my interest, and quickly found out that a lot of forensic science also isn't science. <laughs> uh, but one, and this is something that you know, I, I thought of last night and wrote down, one of the ways, one of the things I excelled in uh, was actually um, uh, facial micro-expression analysis. Mm. It's not really a science, um, but like examining like interrogation footage uh, for like little in almost imperceptible tells in the changes of a person's facial expression uh, for when they're trying to hide something, or when they're lying, or you know different different ways in which the tiniest motions of the face can uh, indicate someone's mental state. Yeah, there was a TV show uh, based on a real character, I think, uh, a few years ago. Uh, what was it called? Uh, liars, something liar or. Hmm. I'll have to look that up and put it in the show notes. Does that ring a bell for you? I'm not familiar with it. I don't watch a lot of TV. Yeah, it was uh, it was based on a real guy, I think, who studied exactly what you're talking about. You know, yeah. is like becoming a human lie detector. Um, He tried to map out and, and this is probably what you studied, right? He tried to map out yeah. all the different little uh, facial. And he had names for things like, you know, a certain crinkle of the eye. Yeah. In the corner meant this. And when you look up and to the left, that meant that. And even just like he was mapping out the musculature of the face, I think. Is that? Yeah. That's, that's what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and like I said, it's not it's not 100 percent an actual science. It doesn't necessarily it, it's not foolproof. Right. It's it's all um, it, it implies things. It's not definitive. Um, but it also but like my that I excelled in that also has something to do with like how I memorize faces, right? Because I have to like I, I can't memorize um, remember or memorize a face as a whole. Mm. I've got to like look at each detail independently, and I, I can memorize noses just fine, or eyes just fine, or lips just fine, and then I try to put them together. Is how I mem remember faces, and sometimes it'll come together really well and sometimes it really really won't um like um uh, uh you know you know Shelley Duvall yeah the actress uh, yeah the actress yeah. from uh um the shining right everyone says that she looked like really like ugly and unsettling in that movie and i actually found like like it really like she has a very calming face to me because those features are so distinct mm. because I can memorize those features very easily and put them together uh, without seeing the whole face. So is it that uh, you're looking for something that's incredibly distinctive about a particular face and just trying to hone in on that and stick it in a memory bucket? And then later when you see that person, if if you have that same reaction to a particular feature, it draws you in closer to, you know, where they are in the memory network. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, it just has to do like, I, uh, the more unique, the feature, uh, like the, it's, you know, something I've noticed like in my personal, like I, I like people with unique facial <laughs> features because they're very easy to remember. I feel very comfortable with that. You're going to make me say ax wound here again. I wish all my friends had ax wounds. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you also find that some people are just easy to remember and you, and they don't have something unusual about them? Um, 
Not really. Like the people that I remember most are the ones that I find most easy to remember are the ones with like the very distinctive, uh, like a specific distinctive facial feature. And, like, and it doesn't have to be like a scar or a wound or something. It just has to be like like oddly shaped eyes mm. or, 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 you know, a prominent nose or something. Sometimes it's just something as simple as like, like the shape of like their lip, right? Just like the actual curvature is, an, is a unique curve to the lip. It's something that's something that someone else might not even ever notice. Yeah. Yeah. So you've been at home now for uh, three three months. March nineteenth. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So April, May, June, almost four. <laughs> so I am, uh, you know, in a extremely customer facing role in my real life. Uh, you know, as a sales guy. Um, yeah. And that means that you know normally I'm in airports and rental cars and office buildings all over the place all the time. Um, that definitely comes with a pretty high level of stress that has a hundred percent disappeared with me since we've shifted <laughs> everything to, um, you know, video conference Yeah. or even now, I mean, people are tired of video conference, so most people don't turn the cameras on. So it's even easier. Yeah. And if it's a video conference, I get to see their name at the bottom of the screen. Oh yeah. They're labeled. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I have to say that th through this pandemic, um, you know, I've sort of shed this entire level of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? This en entire level of anxiety that I carry around yeah. with me. Have you found the same? Um, I mean, you've now got other anxieties, I guess, financially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, God, I'm sorry. I laughed at that. That was terrible. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> all, all we can do right now is laugh. Um, actually, um, something I found is like the, the, the masks make it easier for me to recognize people. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm not, I don't have to process the whole face. I'm all, like half their face is obscured. I only have to recognize the eyes or recognize yeah, mostly the eyes, right? The eyes or like the hairline or something, whatever it is that's distinct over there. I'm not looking at it as a whole. I'm being shown it broken down into one feature or two features, uh, which is a lot easier to recognize people. So that's interesting. I think I, I think I buy that. <laughs> Except that for me, my response has been like total relief to just turn that circuitry off. Yeah. Like I'm not even trying and I'm okay yeah. with that because I feel like I get a pass. Like nobody <laughs> is necessarily expecting me to recognize them because their face is covered. So I'm just going about my business, not trying to recognize anybody that I see around. Me. Yeah. It's been relieving. <laughs> And you know something about the uh, the video conferencing too is that uh, my knowledge of a person's face does not transfer to video or to pictures. Like if I just because I recognize somebody in person does not mean I'm going to recognize a picture of them either. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's that uh, 3D. Uh, yeah. You know, you've got two eyes, and you can see in 3D versus a flat picture. Exactly. Yeah. Even if it's a video picture, yeah. Even even if it's video, like there's just something about it where you don't get the the full effect of like seeing somebody in three dimensions. It doesn't transfer over. So if uh, it, it goes both ways. Like if I know someone primarily from pictures or or, or video conferencing, and I meet them in person, uh, I'm not guaranteed to recognize them then. Or if I know somebody in person and then later see them in a picture or on video conferencing, it doesn't help recognizing them with that either. So in general, um, how, how severe 
like how would you grade your severity and do you find that there's a certain number of impressions like meeting someone in person in different settings before you can get most people um i don't think it's too severe but like my my partner today you know, we were talking about this interview said that like no actually it's they think it's pretty severe because I can't tell. Like, there's two other people in our building uh, who are 40 years apart in age. Uh, and I can't tell the difference between the two because they're both, like, white women with long brown hair. Like, they're, they, they, they cannot, I cannot distinguish them at all because of that. Um, I think there's, like, a certain level of uh, frequency to which I begin to be able to recognize people consistently. Uh, but if like too much time passes in, in between individual instances, it's not like it's not like if I meet you ten times, then it's set. Right. It's like if I meet you ten times within a certain without a certain amount of time passing in between each, like I might get it set. Um, like there was one time uh, I was uh, I was in college and uh, I I was walking home late at night and I got I got mugged at gunpoint by two guys. And, oh yeah, uh, as you do. And, you know, as you do, you know, <laughs> wow. I mean, being in Florida, you know, this would have been like uh, two or three in the morning. You know, it, 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 it kind of happens down there. I was, I was coming. I, I, what I was doing is I, uh, I was, I, I found a way to cheat at college by taking all morning classes and night classes exclusively, staying up all night, going to my morning classes like there were night classes, sleeping all day, and going to my night classes like morning classes. I beat the system. You beat the system of needing to recognize people in real life. No, 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 no. Of 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 needing to f find time to party. Oh, <laughs> more important. Okay. Got yeah, it. yeah, yep. Uh, and I, I was, so I was like going to like the twenty four hour grocery store uh, at like two or three in the morning, and I got stopped by a couple of dudes with guns and robbed. Uh, and you know, I, I right across the street from my apartment complex, I go back to my apartment, I call the police, and. Uh, you know, a little while later, they had stopped two guys. Uh, they, they, were, they were both black men. Uh, two, they, they, they stopped these two black guys who had, you know, in the rough direction of where I had said they had ran. And this, you know, wasn't like, this was a, a mostly white neighborhood. And like, they, they have me at like, maybe a hundred feet from them being like, is this, is it, are these the two guys who robbed you? And I'm like, I have no fucking idea. Oh my god! This this guy had been, you know, twelve inches from my face while I've got holding you know, a gun, holding a gun to yeah. me, and I couldn't imprint the face. I I could not imprint the features. What, what uh, did the cops say when? Or like, did they just look at you like you were an idiot, or what was their response? Oh, I mean, also understand that this is this this occurred after roughly thirty minutes of berating me. Uh, trying to get to confess to selling them drugs and getting robbed <laughs> is what they had assumed it had went down. Uh, so you know when, when they you know do the lineup essentially of these guys that they found on the street, and I tell them I I can't say yes or no. I I don't know. I can't tell if I recognize them or not. Uh, like that was that was it. They just let everybody go. Told me to have a nice night. But but back then you weren't aware of anything known as prosopagnosia, right? No, I wasn't. Yeah. I just knew that I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't say 100% for certain that these were the dudes and I wasn't going to be I, I didn't want it on my conscience conscience if I was wrong. 
Mm. So I, d- I didn't want to to make the choice then. And so I just, like, I, c- I can't do it. I, c- I can't recognize them. So that crime was never solved? No. <laughs> yeah, I... I worry about that. Uh, you know, I, I have daydreamed about that a lot more since I learned about face blindness. Uh, yeah, I think I would be totally worthless in that situation. In the yeah. in the idea that I, I do find that I can recognize someone, uh, like I can print, I can imprint them faster if something kind of shocking happens at yeah. at the time. Um, like if I have, you know, a massive fail publicly with someone where they say, yeah, you were at our house having dinner, you know, three nights ago in front of a whole bunch of other people like that shock to the system kind of focuses my attention. And I find that that can imprint them a little bit faster. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, it, I mean, I'm guessing it might be like, I don't know, a dozen impressions of meeting somebody in person. Uh, I, I can sometimes start to lock them in. Um, but I've never had the gun there. It's really interesting <laughs> that, uh, yeah. you know, that didn't do it for you. You know, um, it, it, here's an interesting one. I don't think I've done this with other guests, but I might make this a regular, uh, you know, just, it's interesting to kind of relate this to everyday life. Right. So like I've had, I had two examples just in the last day, uh, of prosopagnosia kind of impacting me. One is, um, I had to buy a uh, pickup truck. I, you know, I had to get a new t- a truck. So I, yeah. I found one in, through Craigslist and, you know, bought it from an individual up in uh, the Boston area. And so I went and, uh, you know, checked out the truck and we're doing the normal, you know, kind of he wants to get as much money as he can for it. Yeah. And I want to negotiate it down. And, you know, I'm inspecting the truck. I'm looking at him. Um and then we finally come to an agreement and I need to go get a bank check. Right. And I realized as I was standing in line at the bank up there that if this guy walked in the bank right now, I wouldn't recognize him at all. I have <laughs> zero chance. And even right yeah. now, like this is just yesterday. I still can't envision the guy at all. And then the second one is uh, we watched uh, Hamilton with my kids. And so, yeah. uh, you know, for four years now, this house has been just inundated with the music from the Hamilton show. Yeah. And uh, my kids, when they were younger, knew the line, you know, the words to every, every song. And, and uh, so when they started streaming it, you know, we all sat and watched it and we got to the end and I, I loved it. You know, I thought it was amazing. Yeah, but literally uh, last night before going to bed, when we wrapped it up, uh, we're sort of watching the credits, and you know, my daughter makes an offhand comment that you know one of the actors played two different roles, and I said what? <laughs> and then you know they all know I'm face blind, and then they they yeah. they like sat back and said, oh no, there were like four actors that played at least two roles in that, yeah, <laughs> and I had no idea. <laughs> I don't know if you've had a chance to see that yet, but you know, no, no. You know, I, I was thinking about like when I watched uh, the old Eddie Mur- Eddie Murphy movies. He never fooled me. Like when he used to play, <laughs> you know, multiple people. He put on like you know a yeah. fat suit, or you know, he'd play all different characters in those movies, like the Nutty Professor, I think. Yeah, yeah. Era. But I was looking for it then. You know, I was on yeah. guard. I wasn't on guard at all for this, and I failed miserably. <laughs> But what about you? I mean, uh, can you think of some, you know, 
recent fails. I, maybe I need to come up with a better word than fail. It's like <laughs> fail, but um, maybe like the biggest one. It was it, it's uh wasn't again necessarily a fail. Nobody knew it but me. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, when I first started dating my partner, uh, I had a I would I would see them in person and it would take me every time every time it would take me maybe 30 45 seconds for me to recognize them uh just and, and the thing that threw me off like uh, and this is kind of sappy but like I could not for the life of me understand why somebody so beautiful was looking at me like that uh. <laughs> and that would that would that threw off my detection mechanism entirely wow <laughs> So what's that detection mechanism like for you? Is it active or passive at this point? Like if you go to the grocery store where you, I assume, might run into someone in a town of 8,000 people that you should know, like, <laughs> like what, 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 what's the circuitry like? Like what's, what's happening in your brain? Um, the, it, it's definitely active and I have to notice, like, I, I'm really good about things below the neck. <laughs> Oh, interesting. Right? Okay. Yeah, it, it'll, it'll be like the way somebody walks, yeah. the way somebody, the way they hold themselves, like uh, the, the the tiniest things. Like um, I had a I, I had a friend in college who I recognized entirely based on uh, like they they the, they would hold their um, their arm when they were walking. They they held their arm like slightly turned out at an angle, and that was instantly that like I could tell that that was them. Uh, it's, it's the, the detection mechanism for me is always, uh, either clothes, hair, body language is the big ones. Yeah. Interesting that, uh, I think there, for me, there's a lot of, uh, movement involved in that kind of going back to what you were saying about the difference between an image or even a video on a flat screen and, and 3d, I think there's something really valuable to, you know, the time element of that too, like the, the movement, right? Yeah. So like the way someone moves their arm or little gesture gestures, you can never cap- capture those things in an image. Yeah, exactly. And um, those really help to fingerprint people. One, one of the things I'm thinking about doing for this show is um, finding like an expert on uh, all this facial recognition software. Yeah. Well, you can debate whether that's a good thing to have out there <laughs> or not, but... Um, but you know, I think about like the machine learning that's going into making that work. Can the AI give us tips? <laughs> well, can it give you tips? And is it all based on flat images now? You know, like you, yeah. you see those maps of, you know, the distance between the uh, eyes and the nose is one of the metrics yeah. um, that they use. I wonder if um, you could make it really foolproof by actually capturing gestures somehow. Yeah. Mm. That would be, that would be tricky. Yeah. All right. Did we talk about where, how you actually learned about prosopagnosia or, or how it first came to your awareness that it's a thing? Um, no, not exactly. I, I, I was aware of it, uh, very generally, uh, from reading Oliver Sacks's books. Uh-huh. Yep. That this is a thing people have. And even reading that didn't trigger it in my head that this is something I have. Right? Because, like, um, 
like man who mistook his wife for a hat. Like those are very extreme examples. Right, right. Uh, it didn't occur to me that that was like even reading about it. It didn't occur to me that was something that was occurring to me. By the way, we need to play um, Face Blind Bingo here. The Center Square is having heard of Oliver Sa- Oliver Sacks. <laughs> I think everyone yeah. on the show has heard of Oliver. <laughs> so you read that, and then, uh, but you didn't pick up on it immediately. And then, like, do you remember like what the aha moment was? Uh, for for me, determining that I was Face Blind, right? Yeah. Um, my like like I said, my uh, a friend of mine had pointed out that I was really really bad at recognizing people. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I you know thought about it. I'm like you know, I am. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not just because uh, I had always assumed that everybody was kind of bad at it, and just it was just like a politeness thing. Like everybody, you're expected to recognize people. It's polite to recognize people, so everybody just kind of winged it. And we were all just kind of playing a game with it socially. And it didn't occur to me that I was dysfunctional um, until then. And that's when I started looking into it and like, oh, there's a, there's a lot of these that actually like, like there's some, there's some boxes being checked here, some blanks being filled in. (laughs) Yeah. Did you then go on and find some of these online tests and ever try one of those? No, I never did any of the online tests. I'd be interested to hear, like, if you feel inclined to try one of those. Um, I, I actually score remarkably well on those for how badly I operate in real life. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that they're, they may be fundamentally flawed because of, you know, what you were talking about before with uh, these micro expressions or just, you know, being able to hone in on some little tiny piece of a face. Yeah. You know, I have no problem with uh, pattern recognition. So if you put two faces right next to each yeah. other, I, I can probably pick out, you know, similarities yeah. between them. So I think those tests are different than what we experience in real life, maybe. Um, but now that you suspect you have this or, you know, whether you have damage to that part of the brain or not, um, you know, it, it's it's something you got to, you know, deal with. Yeah, you know, every day of your life. Um, have you started being open about it, and you know, like just telling people, "Hey, I I'm face blind," and trying to explain what that is, just to you know avoid that you know nasty situation. Oh yeah, no, I've I've actually leaned into it pretty heavy. Cool, actually, <laughs> and uh, uh, because it's like so, like socially, I don't even try anymore. If I'm being entirely honest, yeah. Like, um, you know, there'll be times where I'll like go out with my friends and then like someone else will meet up with us and I'll just openly like ask them, have I met this person before? <laughs> oh, oh, if you're, if you're with a group of people yeah, and you've got someone you do know with you, yeah. you just say, Hey, have, have I met him before? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and all your friends are conditioned now to not think that strange and just immediately help out. Exactly. Yeah, no, they they don't expect me to recognize anyone. Like, because also I'll, I'll like I'll get them confused sometimes. Like these are people who I spend a lot of time with, and I would get them confused. Like, um, you know, my friend Brian and my friend Joe, I would get those two confused all the time, even though like one is like sixty pounds heavier than the other, uh, just because of like uh, again a, a peculiarity of the way they walk. They have different hair colors. Mm. You know, they have very differently shaped and sized faces. 
uh, but they kind they kind of walk the same. Aha! Uh-huh. And so I'll get them I'll get them confused sometimes, especially if I've been drinking or something. And uh, they've 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 just been you know accustomed to. Jesse's not going to know who anyone is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would you recognize either of them if uh, you were in an un? expected place like if you happen to be walking down the street in chicago that's the example i use all the time is people in my uh chicago class Um, meaning for me like if uh you know there are people who i will recognize if i am you know i I live in rhode island but if i happen to be on the street in chicago and one of my rhode island friends also weirdly happened to be walking the other direction there are some people that i would recognize immediately there are some but it's a very short list yeah (laughs) Including these two? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't tell them apart, but I can tell them apart from others. And you think, like, they would somehow be in, like, you might see the way they're swinging their arms and think, uh, okay, I think that's in the set of people I know. Yeah. 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 Interesting. But you wouldn't know which one. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, uh, this is something that I'm hoping that people will adopt. I mean, I, I think most people with face blindness kind of go through this uh, period of blaming themselves or thinking there's something wrong with them and, you know, or just carrying around a lot of anxiety. And, um, you know, I encourage people just to start telling at least all their friends and family. It's no big deal. I just can't recognize yeah. faces. Right. Um, so you're going to have to help me. Um, I'm not going to try to hide it anymore. I'm not going to spend effort and energy and mental energy trying to hide it. Um, I, I think that's a, t- you know, it's, it's not that big a deal once you do it, but yeah. a lot of people are reluctant to start doing it. No, I've, I've been very blunt with it. Like I'll, I'll, I'll tell people like, uh, or if I'm being introduced to somebody, um, that I've, I've been, I've met again. Yeah. Right. Look, I, 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 I'm not just bad with faces. Like it's clinical. I, I literally can't recognize people. And usually, like, nobody ever makes a thing of it. Nobody ever even remarks on it. Yeah. Have you been able to whittle that discussion down to, like, 10 seconds or so? No, I'll say literally just what I said. Oh, okay. Yeah, perfect. I can't recognize people. It's clinical. I'm sorry. I just can't. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Because the the other problem that I've run into is, you know, if you, you try to craft this statement, but then it leads to, like, a half hour questions. discussion, questions, yeah. or... People will say something like, oh, yeah, I'm bad with names and faces, too. And then you have to kind of <laughs> have to launch into it. It's not the same. Um, yeah. And, and that's something I remember super upfront and blunt with it. Yeah. Just to get it out of the way. And like my my my, own, my biggest concern is always that it sounds like I'm making up an excuse to be rude or lazy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jesse, uh, this was a really fun conversation. Uh, I hope you get back to work soon, man. This is, this is terrible. Uh, I've, uh, I've, I've got one story actually I wanted to get to. Oh yeah. Let's, let's jump in. Yeah. Uh, um, it was, um, when I was in college, we went to a conference, uh, in Texas. Right. Um, and when we got there, there was, um, uh, a delegation from a school, uh, from the university of Mexico city. Uh, and these two guys from, uh, Mexico city walk up to me, greet me by name, like clasp me on the back. Right. And start speaking to me in Spanish, which I know. Right. And at the time I, I, I assume that these are people I know and I've just forgotten. I just didn't know who they were. And I just went along with it and we hung out for like two or three days at this conference. 
right? Um, and there was like, like a couple of days later, we were at uh, like the whole like the whole delegation I came with was like went to a bar, and these two guys were there, um, and they were buying me drinks, and it was all like they, they were acting like I was their best friend, and I just could not for the life of me remember who the fuck they were. Uh, and eventually, like after like like they like went to go get some more drinks or something, and I you know turned to uh, somebody else from their same delegation, like hey, who, who they uh, the other person who's uh, Jose was not acting as friendly with me, and I and I, and I confided in this. I have no idea who they are. I have no idea why they started talking to me. Uh, I think I might have met them before, but I do, I don't know. And they're like. No, they don't know who you are either. It's it's a cultural thing. They're they're Mexican, like they're and you. When they showed up, you were the biggest dude in the room with long hair, which culturally, like to them, like signals that you're a badass and they want to be your friend. <laughs> <laughs> they want to be on your good side, so they're pretending to be your best friend and they're buying you drinks because they want to be your friend. <laughs> That's an interesting way to make some new friends. Yeah. So, for like, for three days, I was hanging out with these guys who I had no idea who they were. Wow. Gustavo and um, I don't remember the other guy's name. <laughs> <laughs> what a cool story. Wow. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with people who are maybe just, just stumbling into this realization? Um, only that it is a possibility. Right? Is is it's not like two percent is not super rare. Right. Right. If it, it's it sounds like something that is like a something super exotic that you know only a couple of people have, but when you realize that like it's you know it, more than a whole percent of the population, that's a ton of people who just cannot recognize other people, uh, and so it's like being open to the possibility that it's something you have allows you to tr actually build coping mechanisms for it and deal with it as opposed to just assuming you're just bad with faces, you're lazy and dumb. Right, right. Well, fellow two percenter, uh, let's, let's, make a, let's make a deal here. Uh, when things open up, concert venues start going again, let you and I go catch uh, the High Road tour with Kesha. You know what? Uh, it's not my favorite album, but absolutely. We'll make it happen. Okay, so we'll book we'll book in this with Kesha. I will admit yeah. it wasn't my favorite either. <laughs> I listened to it the first time with great expectation, and I was like, eh, "Not as good as Rainbow." Yeah, exactly. But then I started listening to it over and over again, and after again. about the fifth time through, it's like, "Oh yeah, I love all these songs." <laughs> okay, uh, you know what? I'll give it another shot then. All right, <laughs> thanks, Jesse. Of course. For more info on this episode or prosopagnosia in general, visit faceblindpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.